Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Welcome to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into it. I am so happy that Major League Baseball is back. I'm happy to announce that it has been opening weekend in MLB. There has been teams that have gone on a good winning streak. There are teams that have not even won a game yet. And there are teams that the fan bases have overreacted to such a point that Mount Rushmore should have a monument built from all the overreactions that fans have had over the last couple of days. Now, we're going to save those overreactions for the next segment because right now I want to focus on one fan base. Right now I want to focus on one team that takes it all a team that when it comes to overreacting, they take We're the gonna cake, save. they get the gold medal, they get the high, high, high mark when it comes to overreacting. And of course, I'm talking about the New York Yankees. Now, I watched opening day for the New York Yankees. To give you some backstory, my grandfather... He's a New York Yankees fan. Myself, I'm a Chicago Cubs fan. So out of respect for him, I watched the New York Yankees. I watched them play against the Toronto Blue Jays. And I will say that when it comes to the New York Yankees, there are some positives. But on top, but with those positives, there's also negatives. It's like that good old story of pro versus con. The New York Yankees, one of their pros has always been the fact that the New York Yankees starting lineup will always have bats that will light up the Yankee Stadium. The one pro the New York Yankees have always had is Gary Sanchez hitting a two-run bomb on opening day. That was solid. Jay Bruce getting on base. That's solid. The fact that DJ LeMahieu is one of the most consistent and most durable second baseman in all of baseball when it comes to hitting, that's a positive. But the rest of the team is questionable. Garrett Cole did not have the best outing on opening day. Corey Kluber, with him coming back for the first time in many months since getting injured, he did solid. He wasn't great. He was solid for the New York Yankees. And Domingo Herman coming back from that suspension, he was cheered by Yankees fans. And I think that Yankees fans liked what they saw out of him. And right now, the New York Yankees are beating the Baltimore Orioles 7 to nothing. So in terms of hitting, they're not complaining about that right now. But the two cons about the Yankees was the fact that their superstars the guys that they rely on the most with the Yankees organization, they really did not hit in that opening weekend. Aaron Judge did not look comfortable at the plate. Aaron Judge, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence. I don't know if it's rust. I don't know what it is. But Aaron Judge just doesn't look comfortable. He just doesn't look like he is sitting there like, all right, here's the pitch, here's the pitch, wham! All right, out of the stadium you go. 
John Carlos Stanton, I don't know what to say about him. John Carlos Stanton's one of the most paid players in MLB, but yet he really doesn't do much out there at the Yankees. He doesn't make that big impact with that organization. I always wonder with John Carlos Stanton if his chemistry and his uh, style of play fits the Yankees system. Because we have seen in the past that Yankees will spend millions and millions of dollars to go get a superstar. And then that superstar will flame out and they'll wonder what happened. I also picked up on the fact that their young guys like Gliber Torres is making mistakes in, uh, in the field. Clint Frazier is supposed to be this amazing bat. We're not seeing that just yet. So I'm going to wonder with the New York Yankees, what's the problem here? What is the situation that's going on with the New York Yankees? Because they should be one of the best hitting teams in all of baseball. Their starting lineup from one to five should indicate to you that they have bat on top of bat on top of bat. And we're seeing the current game right now with the Yankees and the Orioles. They just put up seven runs against the Orioles. So obviously they can hit if they have to. I mean, Aaron Judge can hit home runs if he, uh, in certain situations. There's a fact that you have guys like Aaron Hicks that can walk and get on base. And like they said in the movie Moneyball, I don't care if it's a walk or a hit, the guy gets on base. DJ LeMayhew, once again, solid, consistent, durable. Yershella, he seems like he can score in a good amount of situations out there for the New York Yankees. And John Carlos Stanton, like I mentioned, he hits home runs. But I just don't know if in terms of scheme and if in terms of style, if John Carlos Stanton is that type of guy that can lead them over the hump out there in the Yankees organization. So that's really my problem with the New York Yankees is I just don't know if they have that oomph factor. I just don't know if they have that type of uh, situation out there with the New York Yankees where it's like, all right, they have the talent, they have the money, but can they get out of their own head? Can the New York Yankees get out of their own way? It's similar to March Madness with Baylor. I said that it was their bracket to lose. Baylor was going to make the championship game as long as they didn't get in their own way. And I feel like the New York Yankees are in the same category. The New York Yankees are a very good organization, but it seems like they're getting in their own way. So I want to know from everyone who's watching and everyone who's listening right now, do you believe the New York Yankees are going to turn around their offensive woes? Do you think that the New York Yankees will eventually get to a point where they're scoring more than just two runs a game on a consistent basis? All right, they've scored seven runs in one game against the Baltimore Orioles, but you have to remind yourself that during the Toronto series, there wasn't that many runs being put up. So I just need to ask from all of you, what do you think? Because the New York Yankees organization should be World Series contenders. The New York Yankees should be that organization that should be the top of the pack the head of the table in the American League. And for some reason, they're just not getting it done offensively. Now, my angle of this in this uh, segment is this. Do I believe the New York Yankees will recover as we get into the dog days of summer? Absolutely. Do I think that the New York Yankees organization will make moves at the trade deadline if their offense doesn't start to recover? Absolutely. Why? Because they are the New York Yankees. They're the team that doesn't settle for just mediocre. They're not a team that really settles for average this, average that, average then. They settle for greatness. There's a reason why they are the 27-time World Series champions. 
there's a reason why the New York Yankees are loved around the world because the New York Yankees are the team in Major League Baseball. So what I'm pointing out to all of you and my angle is simply this. The New York Yankees, they will be okay. But if they somehow choke late in the season, if they somehow don't fix the offensive problems they've been having, then there could be a situation developing where the New York Yankees organization might not make their 28th World Series championship and fans are going to be livid. There's going to be baseball fans that are going to be disappointed. And there's going to be people like me who said the New York Yankees were going to make it back to the World Series that are going to look like a fool because the New York Yankees did not back up what they uh, promised. The New York Yankees did not back up what they said they were going to do. And that would be the most unfortunate part of it all. So the New York Yankees, couple of games into the season, but I believe that they will recover. I believe they will get the job done. Why? Because they are the New York Yankees. This is what they do. So this is The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. We will be right back after this commercial break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on The Sports Angle. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Raquelli. Let's get back into it. 
talking about MLB here on the Sports Angle. And the first segment, we talked about the New York Yankees. And let's go to the comments. Let's have your voice be heard. Your angle be discussed here live on the Sports Angle. Stanton is, is failing at, at, at 0.83. And Sanchez is no MVP at 200. I mean, batting average outside of Clint Frazier, who's batting a 417, there really isn't a lot of Yankees hitters that are really pulling their weight so far in this opening weekend. And I'm glad I brought up the opening weekend because here on the Sports Angle, we're going to go over the biggest overreactions here on the Sports Angle. We're going to talk about the responses that people had to the beginning of the 2021 MLB season. Some of these are absolutely ridiculous. Some of these are laughable. And then there's one that I believe is exactly point blank on the nose type of situation. I also want to point out to everyone who's listening right now, we do have a call in number. We do have a line here for the sports angle, 702-850-1284. That's 702-850-1284. Throughout the show, if you want to call in and give us your angle live on the air, Call in at 702-850-1284. So now we're going to go to our overreactions here of the MLB opening weekend here on the Sports Angle. The first overreaction that was submitted is that the Chicago White Sox being last in the AL Central, they are going to be a joke in 2021. Now, I understand nearly getting swept by the Anaheim Angels is a joke in itself. I understand the Chicago White Sox have all this hype and have all this, you know, hype train being put on the Chicago White Sox organization. So with them nearly being swept by the Anaheim Angels, I mean, them being uh, last in the AL Central, you're saying that's a joke. Well, I will say that I agree and I disagree. I agree that the Anaheim Angels nearly sweeping the Chicago White Sox is a joke. Absolutely. I mean, you nearly got swept to a team that had Andrew Haney and Dylan Bundy as their starting pitchers. But what I will disagree with is with them having Kansas City, with them having Detroit, with them having Cleveland in the division, the Chicago White Sox organization should be able to recover. The Chicago White Sox organization, I had them finishing second in the AL Central. They are not better than the Minnesota Twins. So far, this opening weekend has solidified that statement. I mean, they put up, what, 1,500 runs on the Detroit Tigers today. So Minnesota is a high-powered offensive machine. I totally think Chicago will recover from this opening weekend. But the fact that that's the first overreaction, I like that. So thanks for whoever pointed that out, that the Chicago White Sox are a joke for nearly getting swept by the Anaheim Angels. That made me laugh. That that lit up my day. Thanks for that. The second overreaction from the opening weekend in MLB is the Baltimore Orioles are undefeated they are going to go to the World Series. <laughs> hey, you know what? For the people out there in Baltimore who like the Orioles, for the people out there who are a huge fan of, you know, the orange and the, and the black, you know what? Have that optimism. Because I said that Baltimore was one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. So them sweeping the Boston Red Sox was a genuine shock. I mean, they're currently getting their butt whooped right now by the New York Yankees, so they're not going to be undefeated for long. But I will point out that them sweeping the Boston Red Sox is a nice start to the season. In terms of building momentum, that's a good way to get it started. So, yes, it is an obvious overreaction that they're going to go to the World Series and win the AL East. But I do like the optimism, and I think that that momentum – should carry them to maybe 
being fourth in the AL in the AL East by the end of the year. So as we're talking about MLB overreactions here on the Sports Angle, do not forget to go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out the blog, check out audio, video, live streams, everything we have on there at thesportsangle.com. The next overreaction comes out there in Houston. Shout out to all the people who listen to this show out there in Texas. Thanks for the support. The Houston Astros are undefeated. Obviously, they didn't have to cheat to beat the Oakland Athletics. You know, this whole cheating thing and the whole asterisk thing, it makes me laugh because some Houston fans are just taking it on the chin. And then some Astros fans are being still crybabies about it. And they just like to sweep it under the rug. For the Astros fans that take it on the chin, for the Astros fans that just take it and just brush it off, respect. For the Astros fans that actually have this idea of, you know what, it happened already. We're going to get beaned. We're going to face our punishment this year, and we will take it. So with this overreaction that the Astros didn't have to cheat for them to beat the Athletics, you know what? That's not an overreaction. That's 100% accurate. So I do respect this Astros fan for actually making fun of themselves with this overreaction. This next overreaction, I actually had to take a double take when I saw this. And this obviously came from somebody out here in California as we're talking about MLB overreactions here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. The Los Angeles Angels are going to make the playoffs. Otani is a beast. Go Angels! Exclamation point. Now, I know you have Mike Trout. I know you have Otani. I saw what he did in the same inning. Toss a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, then hit a bomb in the same inning. Very impressive. But to say the Angels are going to make it to the playoffs because they nearly swept the Chicago White Sox, it, it is funny. I will say it is a funny thing. I mean, look, the Angels, I had them finishing fourth in the AL West. The problem is they're pitching. They really do not have a above-average starting pitching. Their bullpen, you have Iglesias, but you really don't have much behind it. So with the Angels... I like the optimism, and I love the spirit that this Angels fan uh, showed in that overreaction. But no, I don't think the Los Angeles Angels, the Anaheim of the Orange County fault, is going to make the playoffs this year. Hey, Kellen, go Blue Jays. I saw what they did to New York Yankees on opening day. It was really impressive. Ray Yu is going to be a Cy Young Award candidate. You have Bichette. Guriel, Guerrero. I mean, Future Bright is out there in Toronto. So shout out to you, Kellen. Shout out to the Toronto Blue Jays. So as we're talking about the MLB overreaction here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. We're going to stay in California because I think this Oakland Athletics fan must have had too much alcohol before they sent this one because the next overreaction goes, and I quote, the Oakland Athletics need to blow up the team, trade Olsen, trade Chapman, trade Kana, trade all of the talent on this roster. We need to start a proper rebuild. Man, all of that just because he got swept by the Astros? I mean, I don't think that the Oakland Athletics have ever done a proper rebuild. I mean, Billy Bean is the definition of diamonds in the rough. So, I mean, whatever alcohol you consume before sending this overreaction, I mean, pass that. Because the Oakland Athletics are not going to rebuild. Simply put, that's just not who they are. Billy Bean, how he's going to fix this organization is by doing this. Billy Bean at the trade deadline will make certain moves to make Oakland better. Billy Bean will do what Moneyball has always been. And that is taking undervalued talent and making them better as a result. So for all the people who are listening and watching around the world, 
This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. We're talking about the MLB overreactions from the opening weekend. Stay tuned because later in the later in the show, we are going to do our 2021 NFL mock draft 3.0 here on the Sports Angle. So stay tuned for that. We're going to go to the comments section, read your read your post, give your angle live on air. Actually, athletics will be fine. End of the year, as will the Yankees. See, someone with logic. You know, athletics, they'll be okay. They'll finish probably second, maybe middle of the division. They'll be okay. And once again, I'm going to give out the call number for anybody who wants to call in, who wants to give their angle live on air. It is 702-850-1284. 702-850-1284. So as we are going to continue our MLB overreactions here on the Sports Angle, I have two more that I really need to point out. The first one is from the Philadelphia Phillies. Shout out to Dennis Holmes, by the way. The Ignorant Thinker podcast, one of the best shows out there. Definitely go watch it. Philadelphia Phillies are going to win the division and shock the world. Hey, you know what? If there was any year that a team like Philadelphia could do it, why not be 2021? You know what? Screw it. The Philadelphia 76ers are among the best teams in the NBA. The NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles and Howie Roseman have trade off Carson Wentz. The Philadelphia Flyers have that young goaltender named Carter Hart. Say, hey, you know what? Sure. I know this is an overreaction, but go for it. So the Philadelphia Phillies winning the division. All right, go right ahead. And then the next overreaction coming from the Atlanta Braves organization. And that is the Atlanta Braves need to trade for another superstar. We don't have enough talent. I find that overreaction ironic, considering you have Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna Jr., Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley. Do do I need to keep going about all the talent the Atlanta Braves have? So that's definitely overreaction. But the two overreactions I agree with is the Philadelphia Phillies winning the division. Because like I said, it's 2021. I mean, this could be the year that a random team wins it all in MLB. Why not Philadelphia? I mean, Dennis, I see you. I see you, Dennis. And then the second one I agreed with was the Chicago White Sox struggling in 2021. I could definitely see that already. So here's what we're going to do here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. We are going to go to break. And when we come back, we are going to get into our 2021 NFL Mock Draft 3.0. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. After this.
Welcome back to the Sports Angle live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. <sighs> The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Now, here on the Sports Angle... We do this once a month. We go over the NFL draft. We give you our mock draft. And with it being around a couple of weeks left until the NFL draft, we're going to give you an announcement here live on the Sports Angle before we get into our mock draft. And that is the Sports Angle will be doing a live stream of the 2021 NFL draft, April 29th. 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Eastern. The Sports Angle, your host, Rocco Rakelli. We will be doing a live stream of the 2021 NFL Draft. So stay tuned for that. Join in the conversation. We will be giving our analysis, our picks, giving our reaction to all of the first round that happens in the NFL Draft. So definitely join us there on the Sports Angle, April 29th. It will be a lot of fun. Now, Kellen, I do give a shout out to you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Please like and share the show, please. And thank you. And the and uh, you know what? March Madness. I'm going to give a quick shout out to March Madness real quick. Baylor is putting a whooping on Gonzaga, beating them by 10 right now. But I know what y'all are waiting for. I know why everybody is clicked on this right now. I'm not going to stall any longer. Let's go into the 2021 NFL Mock Draft 3.0. With the first pick, Jacksonville Jaguars will take quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, the most obvious pick in this draft. Trevor Lawrence has been pegged. He has been pinned. He has been slotted as the number one overall pick in the NFL draft for the last 15 months. He is a surefire prospect. And a lot of people are saying for the first time since Andrew Luck that this has been a no doubt about it, number one overall pick. He has had a hype train uh, put on him. So Trevor Lawrence at number one from the Jacksonville Jaguars. With a second overall pick, I have the New York Jets. Selecting quarterback Zach Wilson from BYU. Them trading away Sam Darnold pretty much guarantees the fact that they're going to go take a quarterback. Zach Wilson is going to be the guy out there in New York. Let's also accept the fact that their general manager, Joe Douglas, their head coach, Robert Saleh, they want a quarterback that's going to help them right away. They also want a guy who has an impressive pro day. Zach Wilson has that. They want a guy who can put the ball deep. Zach Wilson can do that. So only three years after they drafted Sam Darnold, they have traded him. They have sent him away. So I have Sam Darnold uh, replacement being Zach Wilson quarterback from BYU. So as we're doing the 2021 NFL mock draft, here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. We're going to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this one's going to be controversial. This one, there's so many decisions you can make. If you're San Francisco, do you go with Justin Fields? If you're San Francisco, do you go with Trey Lance? Do you go with the shocker and go with Mac Jones from Alabama? Well, after doing a lot of hard consideration, after doing, you know, some really deep analyzing, I have the San Francisco 49ers with the third pick in the NFL draft 
taking Justin Fields, quarterback from Ohio State. Look, Justin Fields, when it comes to his reads, he can get it done. When it comes to Justin Fields and using his feet, he can help get that situation across. The San Francisco 49ers already have uh, things built. San Francisco 49ers are in a situation where you have a running game, you have some wide receivers, some really young wide receivers on the outside. You have a top five tight end in George Kittle, and your offensive tackle has been built from the ground up. You need a quarterback. And Justin Fields seems like that guy who they can sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a year, allow him to develop, and be on the main roster in 2022. Justin Fields, <clears throat> Justin Fields, he is not going to be a day one guy. Justin Fields is not going to be Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. What Justin Fields is going to be is a project. And the 49ers are willing to accept that. Then trading up to get Justin Fields, let him sit for a year and become their quarterback next year. That's what they're going to need to do. And that's what I'm predicting. The fourth pick in the 2021 NFL mock draft here on the sports angle. I have the Atlanta Falcons selecting quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State. There is no doubt in my mind that the Atlanta Falcons are going to take a quarterback. Look, Matt Ryan, he has been their face of the franchise for nearly 14 years. <clears throat> Let's also talk about the fact that the Atlanta Falcons want to get younger. Let's also talk about the fact that they're trying as hard as they can to slowly ease out the older guys and bring in the new guys. Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, Matt Ryan, all those guys are kind of from the older era. They're wanting to bring in new guys. Trey Lance can do it all. He has a lot of potential. And more importantly, when it comes to the long ball, Trey Lance can do that. When it comes to making moves within a moment of within a minute of a second, Trey Lance can do that. And because of all the potential that Trey Lance has, I have the Atlanta Falcons with the <clears throat> with the fourth pick. I have the Atlanta Falcons taking Trey Lance from North Dakota State. And with the fifth pick in the 2021 NFL mock draft here on the Sports Angle, I'm your host, Rocco Rakelli. <clears throat> I have the Cincinnati Bengals taking tight end Kyle Pitts from Florida. There is no secret that Joe Burrow needs, a, needs a, a weapon. There is no doubt that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to need to get a big guy for Joe Burrow to go out and get. And when it comes to tight end Kyle Pitts, when it doesn't matter if it's wide receiver or tight end, Kyle Pitts is the best option in this NFL draft. He has speed. He has size. He has ability. He has strength. When it comes to a tight end like Kyle Pitts, we have not seen a guy really like him in the past. We have not really had a tight end like Kyle Pitts who has come out this dominantly when it comes to the tight end position. And let's also consider the fact that Kyle Pitts is going to need to be a Travis Kelsey-like type of guy out there in Cincinnati. Trey Lance, all those guys that are above them, they're quarterbacks. They're going to be really solid selections. But Kyle Pitts at tight end could be one of the best in the entire draft. Joe Burrow, uh, Kyle Pitts, the next five years, you're going to be hearing that connection out there in Cincinnati. So what we're going to do here on the sports angle, we've already gone over the top five. Lawrence at one. Wilson at two, Fields at three, uh, Lance at four, and we have Pitts at five. What we are going to do here on the sports angle is there are other selections that we are going to go over here on the sports angle, and we are going to do it in uh, this type of order. There are going to be no, there are going to be similar selections that we are going to talk about here on the sports angle, about a dozen of them. 
Uh, we're going to get into those right now here on the Sports Angle. We're going to go down to the Dallas Cowboys at number 10 because I want to talk about who the Dallas Cowboys need to take. I want to talk about who America's team needs to select with the 10th overall pick because there is plenty of Dallas Cowboys fans who watch the show. There are plenty out there in Texas who support the sports angle. So over the 10th pick in the 2021 NFL draft, we have the Dallas Cowboys selecting defensive back J.C. Horn from South Carolina. The Dallas Cowboys, they have a great offense. You have Dak, you have Zeke, you have Amari, Gallup, Lamb. You have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. But there is no doubt in my mind that when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, they need help on defense. And because they need help on defense, you're going to need to have guys that are going to go up against the best wide receivers in the NFC East. So, J.C. Horn from South Carolina, that is going to be... So, J.C. Horn, defensive back from South Carolina, he would definitely be one of the best defensive backs in this NFL draft. We part the interruption here on the sports angle. Um, so with a 10th pick, the Dallas Cowboys, they will select defensive back J.C. Horn from South Carolina. And we're going to be having one of the best defensive backs in this NFL draft going to Jerry Jones, going to Jerry's world out there in Dallas. And we're also going to talk about the fact that I believe Patrick Sertan, who the Dallas Cowboys have been admired about, I have him being selected earlier in the draft. So J.C. Horn would be taken in this pick instead of Patrick Sertan. So that is the Dallas Cowboys at 10. J.C. Horn, defensive back from South Carolina. Let's go down to the next pick, number 11, New York Giants. Shout out to Gargamel for this one. The New York Giants with the 11th pick. I have them taking Mika Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Now, the New York Giants have spent money getting Kenny Galladay. The New York Giants have spent money on that offense. But what about the defense out there in New York? Because that's a question mark. There's a huge question mark going off in the defense out there at the New York Giants. They're going to need a linebacker. They're going to need somebody that can get to the quarterback, cause pressure, can get this quarterback to be off of his momentum. And Mika Parsons can do that. Mika Parsons is that type of linebacker who can make a quarterback shake in their boots. So at the linebacker, Mika Parsons, I have him going number 11 to the New York football giants. With the 12th overall pick, we're going to go down to Dennis's team. We're going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles because I have them picking a Heisman Trophy winner. I have the Philadelphia Eagles with the 12th pick, picking one of the best wide receivers in the NFL draft. And I'm going to pick a guy who has been a teammate to Jalen Hurts. I'm going to pick a guy that I believe will be among the best selections in this NFL draft. I'm going with six foot one, 170 pound wide receiver from Alabama. And that is. Devontae Smith from Alabama. There is no doubt in my mind that Devontae Smith would be a number one wide receiver for Jalen Hurts. He has all the ability to become a top guy out there in Philadelphia. Let's also talk about the fact that Devontae Smith would have to go up against the best defensive backs in the NFC East, including a matchup against J.C. Horn if we're talking about Dallas versus Philadelphia. And that's a matchup that I low-key want to see happen. I want to see the Eagles versus Cowboys, Horn versus Smith. I think that would be one of the best uh, matchups you could see on the calendar year. And besides, the Eagles and the Cowboys, one of the best rivalries anyway. So before we go on in this NFL mock draft, 
Let's go to your comments. Let's have your angle be heard here on the Sports Angle. Matt Ryan is aging. Gurry, thank you very much. Absolutely. Matt Ryan is definitely aging. He's not the same quarterback anymore. Yeah, Trey Lance moved up. I mean, Trey Lance went from number eight to number four. That is a jump in co- when it comes to uh, rankings. And small ball, absolutely. Hey, Kellen Moore, small ball is very key. It's something you have to take care of in the NFL. The next pick, Los Angeles Chargers. I have them taking offensive tackle Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. There is no doubt in my mind that when it comes to the Chargers, you're going to need to protect uh, Justin Herbert. There is no doubt in my mind that when it comes to the Chargers organization, they went out and got Corey Lindsey. There is no doubt that they went out and got a guard and Matt Fiedler. But they're going to need a tackle to protect his blind side. They're going to need somebody that they can trust to help Justin Herbert get to that next level. Rashawn Slater is cool under pressure. Rashawn Slater from Northwestern is the best tackle not named Penny Sewell. So Rashawn Slater, I have him going to the Chargers with that 13th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. And we are now going to scroll down to the 17th pick here in Las Vegas, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. So we have to go to the Raiders. And with the 17th pick, I have them taking offensive tackle Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. He's in their backyard. Tucker from Southern California. Uh, A lot of people from SoCal have been moving down to Las Vegas. There's a huge Trojan fan base here in Las Vegas. So this would not only be a popular pick, this would be the right pick out there in Las Vegas. They brought back Richie Incognito. They went out and got some help on the offensive line, giving Colton Miller an extension but you're going to need a left tackle to help out the Las Vegas Raiders. And Elijah Vera Tucker, he has the size, he has the strength, he has that ability to make things happen at the left tackle spot. So Elijah Vera Tucker from USC, I have him being the 17th pick in the 2021 NFL mock draft. So the Raiders get an offensive tackle. That's who we have here on the Sports Angle at 2021 NFL Mock Draft. So as we are continuing this conversation, don't forget to like and share the show. Go to our YouTube channel, the Sports Angle. Angle. Hit the follow, turn the subscribe, turn on notifications, and go to our website, sportsangle.com. Someone on Twitter just asked, who do you have your Chicago Bears taking? I have them taking wide receiver Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Uh, I'm done with the offensive lineman talk. The Bears aren't going to do it. So I have them getting a number two wide receiver alongside Allen Robinson, and that is Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. The 24th pick in the NFL draft, I am going to go back down to Pittsburgh. Going to give a shout out to all the people out there in Pennsylvania who watched the show. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, I have them taking offensive tackle Taven Jenkins from Oklahoma state. Now the Ben Roethlisberger's era is coming to an end, but them getting Dwayne Haskins indicates to me that they're not stupid enough to draft a quarterback in the first round. Instead, they need to get a six foot six tall giant out of Oklahoma state. Taven Jenkins could be that guy that could help the Pittsburgh Steelers for the next five years. Taven Jenkins, if they play their cards right, would be kind of what David DeCastro has been with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He could be what the Pouncey, uh, what Pouncey was for the Pittsburgh Steelers for nine years. Durability, consistency. They were the guys that helped protect Ben Roethlisberger for a huge amount of time. So I have Taven Jenkins from Oklahoma State going to the Pittsburgh Steelers at number 24. Yuri, since you asked, I have Sue Well going to the Miami Dolphins 
at number six. So at number six, Miami Dolphins, Sue Well, the tackle from Oregon. You're going to have to protect Tua. There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to have to protect someone like Tua, give him all the tools he needs. Sue Well, the best tackle in the NFL draft. Now we have two more left that we're going to talk about here on the 2021 NFL mock draft. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. The Buffalo Bills, they have the 30th pick in the NFL draft. And for all the people out there in New York, all the people out there in Buffalo, shout out to all of you for listening to the Sports Angle. With the 30th pick, I have the Buffalo Bills selecting defensive end Gregory Rousseau from University of Miami. Now, look, they could go get a running back like Najee Harris. If they really wanted to, they could go get an offensive lineman to help protect Josh Allen. But I'm going to look at it from an opposite effect. I'm going to look at it from a different perspective, a different angle, if you will. You had Jerry Hughes. You've had guys like Ed Oliver. There have been solid guys on the defensive line with the Buffalo Bills. But I need to mention to you that when it comes to an edge rusher, the Buffalo Bills are lacking in that category. When it comes to an edge rusher that can go and get Cam Newton, they don't have one that they can trust. When it comes to go getting a defensive end that can go sack Zach Wilson twice a year, they really don't have one. And when it comes to a defensive end that's going to be able to shut down the gap and make sure that the Miami Dolphins can't just run the ball 90 times a game, they do not necessarily have that. Gregory Rousseau has been the biggest question mark of this entire 2021 NFL draft. We have seen teams go as high as 17 to the Raiders. We have seen people put him as low as the second round in the 2021 NFL draft. Me, I have him going 30th overall to the Buffalo Bills. Gregory Russo, defensive end from Miami, going to Buffalo. And the next pick, Kansas City Chiefs, for all the people who are listening out there in Kansas City. I have them taking offensive tackle Samuel uh, Combsey from Texas. There is no secret that the Kansas City Chiefs gave up Mitchell Schwartz. There's no doubt in my mind that with them losing two of their offensive linemen, them not being really able to make up for those, for those losses, they're going to have to draft an offensive lineman to make sure that Patrick Mahomes isn't running for his life every single play. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl what he was doing when he doesn't have an offensive line. The Kansas City Chiefs know this too. So getting Cosme, getting an offensive tackle from Texas who has that size, when you have a guy who has excellent footwork, that is going to be a key addition to the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. So with the 31st pick, I have the Kansas City Chiefs picking Samuel Cosme from University of Texas. And now we're going to go back to the comments here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Raquelli. We also have a call line if you want to call in and give us your picks, want to give us your angle live on air, 702-850-1284, 702-850-1284. Hashtag Allentown, hashtag Bills Mafia, hashtag Buffalo Kids. Kellen, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, if they don't make it back to the AFC Championship game, that would be considered a failure of a season. I mean, there are Buffalo Bills fans who say that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. As somebody who hasn't seen the Bills make it to a Super Bowl, I want to see that happen. I, I feel for you guys. I really do. And who? where do you have Xavion Collins? Where do I have Xavion Collins? I'm glad you mentioned that. Because with the 26th pick in the NFL draft here on the sports angle, I have the Cleveland Browns taking linebacker Xavion Collins from Tulsa. Now, there is a weak spot with the Cleveland Browns, and that is the linebacker position. They have Miles Garrett. 
They have built solid additions on their defensive backs and their safeties. But the Cleveland Browns need help in that middle of that linebacking core. Collins would be a huge upgrade out there in Cleveland. I mean, I have Cleveland and Buffalo being the two best teams in the AFC next year. I hope Buffalo and Cleveland both get there. And I hope that they can actually get to where they need to be in 2021. Collins for the Browns would be a huge positive for the, for the Cleveland Browns. And do I have Alex Leatherwood from Alabama? Do I have him in the first round? Unfortunately, I do not. Look, the problem with Alabama offensive linemen is that they either go way up in the top 10 or they will be drafted in the second round. And for anybody who actually is wondering where I have Alex Letterwood, I have him actually getting drafted by, I actually have them being drafted in the second round by the Carolina Panthers. I actually think that the Carolina Panthers will draft Letterwood from Alabama. They're going to need to protect Sam Darnold. They're going to need to protect their asset. So I have them taking Leatherwood in the first round. Oh, not in the first round, the second round. Apologies. So Carolina Panthers, that's where I have him going. If you are wondering, Kellen. Yuri, hashtag Pats Nation, hashtag Cam Comeback, hashtag Super Bowl incoming. Hey, New England Patriots. Yuri, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Yuri, I'm glad you said that uh, the uh, New England Patriots because you also mentioned Mac Jones. So me putting on my announcer voice <clears throat> with the 15th pick in the 2021 NFL mock draft, the New England Patriots select quarterback Mac Jones from Alabama. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I have the New England Patriots for the first time since 1994 drafting a quarterback in the first round. Mac Jones from Alabama, he is the definition of a Bill Belichick quarterback. Bill Belichick likes quarterbacks who have the ability to make plays with their vision. Mac Jones has that. Mac Jones is a guy that can stay in the pocket and he can pass to the slot receiver. He can pass to a number two receiver if the number one is being double teamed. Mac Jones did that at Alabama. There is no doubt in my mind, and I'm going to say this as my angle very confidently, that at number 15, if Mac Jones is still available, if Mac Jones has not been taken before pick 15, the Bill Belichick-led New England Patriots are going to draft Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. They will have him sit under Cam Newton. And next year in 2022, you will have number 10 stroll out onto the field, and he will be the quarterback for the New England Patriots in 2022. So this has been the 2021 NFL Mock Draft 3.0. Let me know in the chat if you agree or disagree with your pick. What do you think about your team? Who do you think they should select? Let us know down below here on the Sports Angle. Follow the show on all social media platforms at the Sports Angle and go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out the articles, check out our live streams, audio, video, everything we have on there at thesportsangle.com. And go to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, turn on the notification button. It helps out a lot. And follow your host, Rocco Rakelli, at Rocco Rakelli. I, I make tweets about MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL. I post memes about movies. If you're someone who's into that, go to my Twitter, at Rocco Rakelli. We are here Monday through Friday here on Sports Angle at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And on Saturday, I do a trivia show with Dallas Oliver. We do a trivia show every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern. Check out that as well here on Facebook Live. 
So this is The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. And until then, until next time, rock on, and we'll see you next time. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.